Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Fantasy sports and politics. Get ready to rumble. You want to talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live. You know I got mine. But there's like 50 yeah. other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We're talking fantasy sports and politics. Fantasy sports and Y'all in trouble. It's me, it's me, it's Mr. FSP. Do what I do because I do it for you all day, every day. And we, my friends, are uh, live and direct. For me, it's the 19th. For you, it's the 18th. But it's all about that turning. Round of 32 has started. And right now, we are 35 and a half seconds away from uh, halftime of West Virginia and Notre Dame. West Virginia is up 42-35. And for those of you that like to place a wager, I'm talking about friends like Rich Thorpe, Big Rich. He's uh, he's in, in Vegas right now doing some beautiful things for me and for others, but most importantly for himself. Uh, looks, I hope I hope West Virginia uh, looks like there are. I mean, it's halftime, but you never know what's going to happen with the uh, volunteers and uh, this tourney. We'll see. But that's not what I got you here for. I got you here to talk about some NFL action as well as my satisfaction with the uh, NCAA tourney and maybe a little NIT, maybe a little World Baseball Classic. You never know what's going to be the topic when I'm on air. It's been a while, I know. It's been a long while since you heard from me. There's been some... Uh, circumstances as to why I haven't been on air, but I'm here. I'm doing my thing. Hopefully my buddy JT18 Money stops through. If not, not a big deal. I will rock the MIC. Um, I'm up. It's uh, You guys sprung forward time-wise, which means it's 2 a.m. where I am, and that means I'm going to have fun regardless. Okay. With that being said, uh, the number to call in if you want to be involved in this conversation is 347-637-3220. Again, that number is 347-637-3220. And uh, I'm telling you, there's going to be some stuff I want to talk about that you might want to talk about that uh, might shock some people. You never know. But let's jump into this free agency, NFL free agency business here. Um so the big news is that Marshawn Lynch might want to return. Again, I said might want to return because there is no guarantee that he's going to return to the NFL. And if he does, what's going to happen to him? Because he has a contract uh, or the rights to his contract belong to the Seattle Seahawks, who have sound, uh, sound signed Eddie Lacy to a one-year heavy incentive-laden contract. They've got Rawls and uh, I've got the other back's name, but they got that back. And Oakland, where he's from, they're all about you know getting him, and that's that's what what's up. Oakland wants Beast Mode. He wants to go to Oakland because he's from the area the Bay Area, uh, whether he wins a championship or not, I think, honestly, 
with David Carr being as good as he is, with Amari Cooper, Crabtree, and now Latavius Murray signed with Minnesota. We'll get to that later. Uh, Beast Mode has a legit shot at going to the Super Bowl with the Oakland Raiders. A real legit shot. Now, if they sign Beast Mode, that means they're going to assume the $9 million contract that uh, Seattle would then have to part ways with. You know, last time I was on here, I was arguing with JT about the Tony Romo situation. He was so adamant that, you know, Romo was going to get released and they were going to do the honorable thing and da-da-da-da-da-da. He sent me email after email after email. See, I told you they're going to do it. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not. They're not. It's business. Has Tony Romo been released yet or traded? Yeah, neither. But was he released on the day uh, that everybody was saying he was going to release? No. Dallas wants to keep him to the most, uh, uh, to the best opportunity arrives their way. Think about that. Your franchise leading quarterback in all major categories except Super Bowls, I guess that's the one that really counts, gets you know cut by your team, and your team receives nothing in compensation for him, and he goes on to play for another organization. That just doesn't make business sense. And I tried to tell Jerry, but of course, Jerry being the old guy, and and the guy that um, you know knows more than me. Ra 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 ra. I'm standing on a chair. Ra 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 ra. I tried to tell him, I love him, I really do. I tried to tell him, it wasn't going to happen that way. That brings us back to Marshawn Lynch. Seattle would either have to cut him or trade him in order to uh, let him go to some of beast mode, Marshawn Lynch, to go to Oakland. Now, honestly, I think Seattle, and this is good for me in in a battle, whereas I think uh, Jerry and I would flip-flop, I think Seattle has enough respect for the man and his abilities to actually cut him and let him go. Here's a reason. He's been out of football for a year. Prior to him getting out, had several uh, issues physically that, you know, allowed for other running backs to get their opportunity to shine and all that. It's $9 million hit on their salary cap. I know Tony Romo was $24 million or is going to be $24 million, whatever it is. Um, but at the same time, it's going to give Seattle much-needed uh, cap space, especially since they just signed Eddie Lacy. They have Thomas Rawls, and they've got another running back that can play the game and has played the game on a good level. So beast mode, hey, look, I love for you to come to D.C., but that's not where you want to go, especially now. And if they are, they, in Seattle, are willing to release you and let you play for another team, especially in a totally different conference, that you're not even going to play this upcoming season. All those play a factor. I think that Seattle will do that out of respect for Marshawn Lynch. Now, we talked about Latavius Murray not being in Oakland. He's not in Oakland because he signed a contract to play somewhere else. In Minnesota, Rick Spielman says Adrian Peterson is done with Minnesota. Just last week, the GM was saying Adrian was welcome back. But again, the business side of football is very, very simple. PR, public relations, you want your fan base to believe that you're going to keep a player 
that has been beloved by the community and by uh, you know uh, players and stuff for the longest time. We can go back as far as uh, what two two years ago, two three years ago, before Adrian had the injury issues when he had set out or was suspended with pay for almost a year for the discipline he gave his child. The backlash he received from that in the community, but mainly from the general manager and the organization was that he was a child abuser, he was this, he was that. They didn't want that type of person in the community and so on and so forth. Only to turn around and welcome him back into the fold. Now, granted, he didn't perform as well as uh, expected, but part of that had to do with that horrendous offensive line, which Latavius Murray now will have to deal with. Uh, you know, Sam Bradford and 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 uh, Bridgewater has to play quarterback for that team. More importantly, they have to be protected by the offensive line. That's where Minnesota need to spend the money. But they went in and, and they got Latavius Murray, who is a very good running back in a division that is more of a passing offense now. You know, Minnesota's going to stick with the hard-nosed running back who can, you know, catch occasionally out the backfield, which is fine, which is fine. But when your entire division uh, has Fast, sideline-to-sideline running backs, those holes close very quickly. And last year, Murray dealt with a couple of injuries that, you know, allowed for other running backs to uh, step up and and, uh, prove their worth. He's in Minnesota. AP's without a job. Adrian Peterson. Now, AP's 31, I believe. Um, He's dealt with some very serious injuries. Last year didn't look too good for him. And I attribute most of that to the uh, the offensive line because even when he wasn't in there, uh, there were some issues at the running back position. There, Matt Asiata, uh, McKinnis, uh, McKinnison, and and the others, they had no running room. Literally, no one was afraid of anything Minnesota did after week five, week six, I believe. They they didn't care. Sam Bradford reverted back to what uh, he was when he was with the Rams because the offensive line started to deteriorate. Think about it now. First couple weeks, they're blocking. Matt Khalil's healthy. Everybody's doing great. You know, AP gets hurt. They still do well for about three or four games. Then they lose their left guard, then their right guard, then their right tackle. I mean, think about it. You're not going to have many running lanes or pass protection when you're down to your second and third string offensive linemen. Now, are they going to come back next year or this upcoming season and be healthier? Yes, but that doesn't mean they're going to be any better. They got older. For, you know, uh, for instance, they didn't work together for a whole year unless they were in the, uh, you know, trainer's room getting rehab, stuff like that. You know, um, that's the beauty about free agency and the upcoming draft. They can pick up players to fill gaps. I'm looking at a whole list of free agents that signed since the 16th or the 15th. Now, I didn't see Eddie Lacy's name on it, but I'm trying to figure out why. But it's all good. I, I've got some, some decent names on here. But you, you swap out Latavius Murray for AP. Beastmo might go to Oakland if Seattle lets him go. Tony Romo's still with the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, free agency is, is 
is what it is. But there have been some big signings. There have been some big signings. Uh, namely, and I'm going to bring my co-host JT in because he just uh, dialed in. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul, $4 million, $40 million guaranteed. Now, JPP is still a dominant player. Not forty million guaranteed dominant in my opinion, you know, uh, but he is a force. You've got somebody going home to Carolina. We're talking about uh, uh, Julius Peppers. Is he going back to being a down defensive end, you know, three technique or four technique defensive end, or is he going to stay as a linebacker? She's been playing outside linebacker who occasionally rushes uh, off the end, you know, but drops back in coverage and making plays as a linebacker. What, what does he do? But let's talk about JPP. So, JT, welcome to the show. And uh, tell everybody your thoughts about this JP. You're, you live in, the, in that area. So you have an inside scoop on what people – oh, this is Jeff. My bad, Jeff. Um <laughs> I, I look at the number. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right, Jeff. I love you too, Jeff. Yeah. Um, but you, you you live in that area too. What, what's the the word on this JPP signing and and what the New Yorkers are feeling? You know, um, the Giants uh, try to keep their own guys as much as they can, but unfortunately, because of this salary cap system, you do have to make hard choices and. Uh, you know, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul played very well last season, uh, uh, you know, coming back from that uh, horrific uh, fireworks injury. Um, so, uh, you know, it's it's a lot of money for him. Good for him. So uh, uh, hopefully he'll uh, continue to be productive. Uh, but, you know, I mean, he had to change his game a little bit, you know, because of uh, the hand injury. But, uh, you know, he's got a bad back, and uh, that that's a lot to deal with. So hopefully uh, – he could stay healthy, but, uh, you know, he's one of the few guys left on the team with a Super Bowl ring, and, you know, you like to keep guys like that. Um, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure Jerry's numbers are, are 7-3-2. I'm a nice 7 3 guy. I'm farther up north, you know. Yeah, it, um, is. it is. Yeah, so just, just so you know. But, uh, you know, the uh, – and this is a, a very minor transaction. The Giants um, are getting ready to sign uh, Geno Smith as uh, – as a backup quarterback after he passes the physical, um, it, it, it's not a big deal because I, in fact, I was a little surprised because they already have Josh Johnson as a veteran backup to Eli. So you figure if that was the case, they'd go with a young guy, you know, as the number three, I guess, uh, Ryan Nassib hasn't shown much, so he's probably gone. Um, but for some reason, I guess they like Gino and I was a little surprised Gino wants to stay in the New York area. You think maybe he wants to start new in a new city, uh, you know, because of some of the things that have happened, uh, you know, uh, off the field, you know, uh, during his uh, tenure with the Jets. But uh, uh, maybe there wasn't a lot of interest in him. Uh, I'm not sure. But uh, uh, I think that's it. I, I really that, do. I that, think that could be it. Yeah. Um, well, when you have, have somebody like Lennon, out of out of uh, Tampa Bay, expect to get fifteen million a year, versus and who who's okay, who's okay, but he's not a starting quarterback anywhere, in my opinion. Um, and you got Geno, who is physical, is familiar with the New York area, and you can get him cheap. That's the key thing here, cheap. I can understand that. But you also got Colin Kaepernick out there as well. But there's a, that whole is he going to stand, not going to stand deal going on. And a lot of GMs and owners are like, oh, no, he's an embarrassment. He's a disgrace, so on and so forth. And uh, they're not going to sign him. So I I can understand why they did the Geno Smith deal as opposed to, you know, a Josh McCown or, or anybody like that. Um, but uh, I think didn't the Giants franchise tag Pierre Paul? Uh, I, I I think last year they did, 
or it might have been okay. before, but uh, I think now they, they re-upped them to a new contract. And that's the, that's the good thing there, because if you look at the Giants, they're pretty much a running back away from being a very solid team. They've got Brandon Marshall. They've got Odell Beckham Jr., Eli. Uh, they haven't had a dominant tight end in a while, but Rashad Jennings and the young kid that was the rookie last year, Perkins, you know, uh, pretty much the Perkins team unless they sign another running back. Um, it's it's interesting that they're building the offensive side when I think they need to work a little bit more on the defense. But um, it is what it is, and I think we got the old man on the line now, so I'm going to bring him in. The crew's back together, so to speak. We're just missing black. But, uh, You're not a crew. JT. You're not a crew member. What? Don't You're not start a crew member. CMB. Don't start he's the godfather. Fix the godfather. There yes, you go. I not, run You're not a crew team. member. I run You're not a crew team. member. Okay, not, but I run not a crew team. member. <laughs> are, are, are you, why are you hating? I'm never hating. I'm just, I always speak the truth. Jeff knows that. Well, Jerry, oh. Jerry, you, me, and Black are like, on happy days, Richie, Ralph, and Potsy. And, and Vic, Vic is the Fonz. He is yeah, our mentor. Go. He is the godfather. <laughs> you give him too much credit. You give him too much credit. <laughs> really? Really? Hey, Patsy, be quiet. Patsy, be quiet. Uh, sit on All right. It. Yeah, sit on it. There you go. I'll think hey. about it. I'll think about it. <laughs> sit on it, Patsy. Okay, so I, I invoked your name, and I wanted to get your thoughts on how wrong you were about Tony Romo again. Um, but before we get to your well, I'm not, crow well, I'm, not I'm not completely wrong. What, what, hey, da, 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 not completely wrong. But you were you wrong. May, he still may be released. Okay. Anyway, He's up in limbo. I, so 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 if he gets released, I'm I'll, I'll be right again. Because I told you you'll be right again. You're 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 still wrong. But <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. But I was asking uh, Jeff. His mm-hmm. thoughts on the JPP deal. I'm gonna just recap real quick for you what mm-hmm. uh, what I was discussing. I mean, discussing uh, the JPP deal. Your thoughts about that, as well as Marshawn Lynch possibly coming back to play with Oakland if Seattle releases him, who I think would That's do it crazy. because they're they're a good organization and they'll follow through on what they say. Um, whereas. Unlike, Murray, unlike the Redskins, unlike the Redskins. Whatever, whatever. I'm talking about the Cowboys. <laughs> but yeah, but Latavius Murray leaves Oakland to go to Minnesota, and that leaves mm-hmm. AP out in limbo somewhere. I also mm-hmm. talked about how I, I I expected this to happen because of a couple of years ago what the GM, Rick Spielman, said about AP when the whole, you know, uh, child abuse situation came up. And the feelings there. I didn't expect yep. AP to come back to Minnesota. Uh, no. But just last week, just last week, they were saying they want him back in the fold. And this week, now the GM says there's no place for AP here. So, you know, touch on those subjects real quick, and then we'll go around the league and then do some uh, NCAA March Madness. Well, older backs, you see, you see older backs are having a hard time trying, trying to get uh, work because they're older backs, because uh, they, last time they were effective, before they got effective, they, they were um, uh, injured. Uh, you see Jamal Charles still not anywhere. You see AP not anywhere. Uh, Eddie Lacy is on a a monthly, basically a monthly contract, because he's going to get checked every, uh, every month for his weight. Um, so... Older backs, especially uh, like I had said before, and I'll keep on saying it, uh, especially on uh, my show on uh, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Sunday, that's the plan, that there's a lot, a lot, a lot, and I can't stress this enough, there's a lot of backs coming out that are very good backs at a cheaper price um, with less mileage. So why pay uh, somebody six, seven million dollars, maybe five million dollars a year for a back that's questionable, older back with a lot of mileage coming off injuries versus a back they can get for a lot less with a lot more um, mileage on their legs 
um, that may be just as effective, maybe even better. Bottom line. That's the bottom line. I, I, I can get that. And, you know, I understand why Jamal Charles is still out there. Jamal Charles probably won't be on anybody's team until probably minicamp or uh, just before preseason because of his injuries and the fact that he's a speed back. He's not a power back. His days of running, you know, ISO and all that are probably behind him. But there are a lot of teams that could use a speed back. And I'm telling you, if Oakland doesn't get Marshawn Lynch, they'll gladly take Jamal Charles because, one, he's familiar. Two, he'll probably want to play against Kansas City twice a year. Three, Oakland is a team uh, probably a running back away and a couple defenders away from being a legit Super Bowl contender. David Carr going down absolutely killed them because I really believe they could have gone into Foxborough and beaten the Patriots, especially the way the Patriots played the Texans. But that's that. Um, so your thoughts, since you're in the New York area too, about the JPP signing is – $64 million, 40 guaranteed a good deal for the Giants. Well, we'll wait and see. These uh, uh, contracts, um, they're NFL contracts. That in itself speaks volumes. Well, 40 so mil can, guaranteed. You, Come on now. Well, let me put it this way. He's not going to get to $40 million guaranteed. I, I, I find it very hard to believe that he's going to get $40 million guaranteed. I, I understand what's guaranteed, but this is the NFL. Um, and I don't think he's had that many more years left uh, to be really effective, to be, to be paid like he's played in the past. Uh, he, he's dealing with that hand issue, which is, which is a very big issue, especially going against bigger and younger um, offensive linemen. We'll wait and see. I mean, he may be he may be effective this year, maybe next year, four years. I, I that third fourth year, good luck, good luck. I don't think it's happening. So okay. that's how I feel about it. I mean, it, you take a chance when you sign guys like that, and, and how many of them actually go through their whole contract and um, um, collect all that money? I don't know the statistics, but I can't think it's, it's too high. So I, I got to believe it. He's got some. He's got some tread on the tire. Plus, he's dealing with a a um, deformed hand. He's a good player, but I don't think he w- is, is as effective as he was when he had all all his uh, fingers on his on that one hand. So it is what it is. They paid him. I guess he's worth it. Uh, I, I can't can't blame a guy for getting as many, much money as he possibly can because these guys, um, it's a rough business, and you get what you can when you can get it. And uh, Giants figured that he was worth it, but I don't see him collecting that whole contract. Don't see it. Okay. Too easy. So let's talk a little bit about some of these free agent signings. Connor Barwin goes to the Rams. Uh, as a linebacker as opposed to as a defensive end. Um, they'll, they'll move him around. Oh, I, I believe so, too. I believe so, too. You know, Wade Phillips, uh, man. Huh? Wade, Wade Phillips. Phillips. They'll move him around. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and the coordinator turned head coach of the San Diego Rams, you know, are they're, – they're, they're pretty interesting. Um he has a different philosophy, so we'll see. Then here's a good one that really isn't a big deal, but it's a big deal because what he's trying to do. Jared Cook goes to the Raiders and immediately wants to buy Amari Cooper's number 89 off of him. Um, that's one way that's to make a, a big splash. That's a it joke. is, but it, but that's the story. <laughs> it's, it's a real story. Um, Jared Cook, you know, one – isn't that big of a deal when it comes to tight ends. He can play. Aaron Rodgers made him look really good. He also made Aaron Rodgers look good by pulling down a couple Hail Marys and stuff like that, but he's not that dominant of a player. 
But let's look at it this way. He's a proven commodity that can catch the ball and can block. Right? We just talked about the Raiders being a, a running back away and maybe a few defenders away from being a legit Super Bowl contender if something happens to David Carr again. So what, what's, what's his impact on the Raiders? Because they went through, like, Clive uh, uh, Walker or Barker and uh, Rosario the past couple years. Both got a, a, a lot of passes and a lot of love from David Carr. What type of impact does he have on the Oakland Raiders uh, as a pass catcher as well as blocker? Jared Cook? Oof. Yeah, Jared Cook. I don't, too, I, don't, yeah, I don't consider him too much of a blogger. Um, he's mainly a pass-catching tight end and uh, is inconsistent. He was inconsistent in the Rams. Uh, did a little bit better. Uh, uh, I think he did a little bit better with the um, Oakland Raiders. It adds, it adds a weapon to the offense. Uh, when he's on, Jared Cook is a very athletic uh, tight end but uh, uh, very inconsistent. That's why he is on his uh, third team since he's been in the league. So, Jeff, what you got? Um, I'll tell you, if I was an NFL tight end, I'd uh, I'd want to play for the Raiders because, uh, you know, they got Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree at wide receiver, so that's got to create uh, opportunities for the tight end. And, uh I'll, I'll tell you, I wish the Giants would finally, either through free agency or the draft, really address that position because they haven't had a good receiving tight end since uh, Jeremy Shockey, and that's a long time ago. Um, and it seems like every year or two they got a, a, a different guy, and uh, nobody's been real impressive. And uh, I, I just really like to see more production from that position for the Giants. Uh, they had a chance at Martellus Bennett. But he ended up going to Green Bay. He ended up going to Green Bay and making the Packers great again. Because let's look at this. When has Aaron Rodgers always been a top flight quarterback? When he's had a tight end. Exactly. When had, well, we know what you did with him. All these years you've been doing this. You've kidnapped him. He's been in your the back of your 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 work your service vehicle, and that mm-hmm. was in the Jermichael Finley. But Jermichael Finley was there, and what happened? They developed Jordy Nelson. They uh, Shannon Sharp, I mean not Shannon Sterling Sharp, and some other players were were uh, in the mix, and they made things better for the passing game. You put Martellus Bennett, in, who can run block as well as catch the ball, who's an athlete. You you pair him with Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams. And uh, whoever they get at running back, whether they keep uh, uh, the wide receiver turn running back as their starting uh, running back, which I doubt, uh, that gives Green Bay's offense a a much-needed boost as well as Aaron Rodgers. I honestly think that keeps Aaron Rodgers as a top uh, three or five, uh, at the least, quarterback by giving him a tight end who can block and catch. What do you think this thought? I'll start with Jeff. Unless you're oh, walking away or something. I got a lot of static on my line. I might have to uh, hang up and call back. Um, uh, okay. I, I'll tell you, the um, I, I couldn't hear all of what you were saying. I'll tell you the, uh, and this is not an insult in any way. The Packers are a very well-run corporation, and I say that because they're the only uh, publicly held NFL team. And when I was a kid, when they were losing year after year, they got criticized before it. But I think it was more based on speculation. You know, like why do the Packers keep losing? Um, and I think people thought they needed a real definitive leader, you know, an owner or a president calling the shots. But uh, for a long time now, they, uh, the stockholders have elected uh, qualified people to run that franchise, and uh, they draft the right guys, they develop them. And, and, and occasionally, if there's a specific need, like with Julius Peppers, they sign the right free agents. 
and uh, they're 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 a very well run organization, and uh, 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 you know they'll they'll probably uh, continue to be successful. Okay, uh, did you hear my question about the um, the effect that uh, that Martellus Bennett has on the Green Bay oh. Packers? Oh, oh yeah, I think, I mean. If he could stay healthy, that's one of his issues. He's already with his fifth NFL team. Now, you know, in the modern NFL, guys move around a lot. But, you know, five teams in less than five years, that's a lot. I forgot. He he almost forgot. He played for the Giants, I think, back in 2012. And and was pretty good. Um, you know, uh, he started off with Dallas. And I guess they had him bake, backing up Jason Winton. And I guess Bennett was good, but maybe – they didn't want to use a double tight end, and he wasn't going to get Witten out of the lineup. But uh, who knows? If uh, if he could stay healthy, he he could have a 1,000-yard season up there. Um, I, I think it's definitely a possibility. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely he, – he's got talent, and, uh, you know, that that's never been the issue. All right. Jerry? Going to be a serious weapon for Alex uh, – Alex, uh, excuse me, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> uh, he is uh... – can block and can run, so he's not a specialized tight end like uh, uh, Richard Rodgers is uh, and Jared Cook. Richard Rodgers is mainly a blocking tight end. Uh, I could catch the ball. I mean, he quite naturally, you know, the Hail Mary that took place uh, when he was in the lineup. Um, and, and Jared Cook was a pass-catching tight end, uh, basically. Um, so these two uh, are in one now. Martellus Bennett can do both. Uh, when he was with Dallas, he was a knucklehead, uh, talked a lot, um, and, and didn't, uh, in quotation marks, stay in his place uh, as a backup. Uh, that's one reason why he went to, to the Giants. Uh, Giants picked him up. He still was somewhat of a knucklehead, still hadn't um, uh, realized his talent. Uh, it came out when he uh, uh, moved on and uh, played better when he was uh, with the Bears. Uh, and that's where he made his name. That's where he made he really made his money. And after he left the Bears, then he went to the uh, New England Patriots. Um, and and uh, he matured a lot. He 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 he's got a lot of skills that a lot of tight ends uh, would want. Tight ends. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants pick a tight end in a draft class that's got the best tight end class, so-called best tight end class in, in the last ten years. There's a lot of there's a lot of tight ends that are very good tight ends, not just O.J. Howard and the uh, African name. I can't pronounce his name. Is another good tight end. Um, there's a lot of oh, very good tight ends. There's a, well, I, I can't recall his name right now, so I'm saying I, I can't pronounce his name, but I can't recall his name. But there's a lot of tight ends, wide receivers, and running backs in this class. That's where it's strong at. Um, alignment on the offensive side is not. Uh, on a defensive side from front to back, from the front side of the defense to the back side of the defense, especially the back side of the defense, this is a really strong class. Uh, I would uh, – and uh, getting back to tight ends, tight ends are going to be pulled off um, uh, in the mid-rounds because there's a lot of good pass and catching tight ends out there. It, it, I shouldn't say overall tight ends, not just pass catching. Overall tight ends. Okay. A lot of good tight ends. Let's talk about the pass catchers now. Uh, so far, it's been a, a lot of signings of wide receivers. Most recently, Kendall Wright uh, leaves Tennessee and goes to Chicago, where we have no idea if it's going to be Jay Cutler, somebody they sign in free agency, or a drafted quarterback. Now, remember, they also still have Kevin um, – uh, what's Kevin's last name? I can't remember his last name, but he was uh, – he, he was drafted out of West Virginia, then got hurt, and they let Alshon Jeffries go. Alshon goes Kevin to White. the – Yeah, Kevin White. Thank you. And Alshon goes to the Eagles for a year. Oh, my goodness. That is crazy. Um, so what's, what's, what's the deal? Kendall Wright does what for the Chicago Bears? And, and – is he suitable to replace Alshon Jeffries? 
Kendall Wright is a probably a number two um, wide receiver. Uh, he's a number two wide receiver, and I wouldn't say um, uh, replacing Walshon Jeffrey. Just say another wide receiver to throw to. Can't uh, depend on Kevin White because he can't seem to stay healthy, even though he's got supposedly got a lot of talent, but you don't know how much talent he has because he can't stay healthy. Um, Cameron Meredith is, he is broke probably out last another year. number. Excuse me? He broke out last year when he was yeah, well, the number one. I think they got a bunch of number twos and threes. Um, they don't really have a, a, a solid number one. Bringing in a new quarterback, uh, you don't know what the report is going to be with Mike Glennon, who, who he's going to uh, get a rapport with, whether it's Kendall Wright, whether it's Cameron Meredith, whether it's a healthy Kevin White, you don't know. Um, you don't know how that passing game is going to be with a, a new quarterback coming to a new organization, learning a new system under uh, uh, John Fox. So, well, you know that it's going to be, you know it's going to be a run-heavy uh, offense. John Fox is going straight to his run-heavy offense with Howard as his lead back, and he's going to sub in. Uh, I already forgot the other cat's name that quick um, And they're going to run, 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 run So I think that's why you get a, a guy like Glennon Because you're not going to depend on him to win the game He's going to be your situational guy um, He's not going to be a Jake the Lone Meaning have to make the spectacular throw to Amushin Muhammad or Steve Smith Because they don't have that They they have they have a bunch of Musa Muhammad's But not the ability that Moosin had or the experience Moosin had back in the day. So we'll see what happens there. I just thought I'd bring that up. But let's talk about this big move for Alshon Jeffries. He goes to Philly on a one-year or two-year deal, one year with a, a second year with an option, I believe. Um, and he's going to help out Carson Wentz, who, by the way, is now backed up by a guy that they let go. Um, and he went to the Rams, and now he's back. I forgot the quarterback's name. Um that quick I told you I'm getting old Jerry I'm, I'm getting Foles. whatever it is you Nick can, Foles. yeah there you go Nick Foles there you go at least I got a TBI to explain why my head is hurt and I can't remember stuff uh but this this what's going on with Philly and we're going to talk about Tampa Bay too Tampa Bay's loading up on on good talent but will they get it to work this year but let's talk about that uh let's let's talk about uh uh, Alshon going to Philly. Talk about that first, and then I'll let Jeff jump in. Well, you got to wait and see. I, you know, there's a lot of wait and see with these free agents, especially guys that are moving. That and you got to be suspect because he's only got a one one year contract. I'm talking about Alshon Jeffrey going with uh, Philly. Apparently, there wasn't too, too much um, interest in him uh, with other teams. And he had to settle for a one-year contract uh, with Philly, and that's prove it to me contract. Um, and uh, I don't know if he he uh, will have to wait and see on on uh, Carson Wentz. If he, if kind of, what kind of report he has? He had a report with Jordan Matthews, um, but uh, I don't know. You know, he, he's got all the tools. Let me put it that way. But uh, you got to be available to be playable. So um, and. Alshon Jeffrey has been inconsistent in being able to stay on the field. Can 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 play when he's on the field, but he can't play from the sidelines if he hurt or injured. Sure. So that is true. Jeff, that's what are your thoughts? You know, I, I concur with what Jerry says about uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Um, you know, I don't know how he looked when he took his physical. Um, you know, you can't underestimate the importance of staying on the field. Uh, but uh, when he's healthy, he, he's excellent wide receiver. But, uh, you know, and now Chicago is dealing with another guy who, who can't even start his NFL career with Kevin White. I mean, uh, uh, so, uh, you know, you just you can't underestimate the importance of being healthy. Uh, getting back to uh, the uh, uh, Miami University tight end. Uh, 
who looks like a very good prospect. Uh, the uh, David Njoku, I think is how you say his last name. There you and, go. Uh, he is from <laughs> uh, Cedar Grove, New Jersey. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'll tell you, my, Miami University sends a lot of tight ends to the NFL, and uh, so does uh, North Jersey because uh, we got Greg Olson and uh, Anthony Fasano is still in the league. And uh, Miami, you know, they've got – seems every couple of years they send a tight end to the NFL. Uh, Bubba Franks, uh, Kellen Winslow uh, the second, uh, Jeremy Shockey, uh, Greg Olson again, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, – David Njoku looks like to be the next one. Uh, I, I'd I'd love to see him with the Giants, but uh, the uh, guy from Alabama has looked looked very good at the combine, and, and he I heard he could go uh, possibly top ten, which is very high for uh, a tight end. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, you know uh, I don't know if we we need to thank Belichick, but uh, you know if. Uh, you, you don't have great receivers. You could uh, you could do a lot with a with a great great tight end or two. So uh, definitely, uh, if if you don't have at least one good receiving tight end, uh, you know I don't think you're playing with a full deck. Uh, you know as far as an NFL offense goes. Very true. Very true. Um, we're gonna switch gears just a bit here uh, because I want to get to two more topics. We only got 15 minutes left. Uh, topic number one, and I'll let you guys choose. I, I got a feeling I know what Jerry's going to want to talk about, but here we go. Topic number one, somebody somebody rented out the amphitheater of a casino for June 10th or June 6th, something like that, presumably for a fight, a boxing match, presumably. I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about the NCAA tournament. Right now, West Virginia is beating uh, Notre Dame um, on St. Paddy's Day of all days. Think about that for a second. And um, let's, let's, let's jump into one of those two topics. So having the feeling that I feel I have, Jerry, you pick which one we discuss first. Go ahead. You want to talk about it, go ahead. No, talk about what? I'm wait. I'm waiting on you, Conor McGregor. Oh yeah, that. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, first of all, I'm going to make this disclaimer. I'm going to make this disclaimer. I do not believe Conor McGregor is going to beat Floyd Mayweather unless, unless Floyd tries to be be funny and let Conor put a lick or two on him. And I think Connor can put him down. Honestly, I think he can put him down if, if he can hit him. Now, this is nothing more than a payday for both of them. That's all it is. It's a payday because James Tony and a couple other boxers went to UFC and they got beat in the first round rather quickly by some uh, mixed martial art vets. Conor McGregor is trying to make as much money as he possibly can in the uh, arena of sports because he's a promoter. He's, he's like Floyd, uh, except he has a blemish. He has a loss. Um, to be honest, this is a money grab, and it probably will go 12 just because Floyd is going to be like, okay, well, I don't want to take no chances. I'm getting $100 million or whatever it is he's getting, and he doesn't want to deal with it. But if he takes it to 12, what does that say about either the fighters he's fought to 12 rounds or Conor McGregor? Do you think he's going to put Conor McGregor down and finish this fight, or do you think he's going to take it to 12 and, and play it safe so he can make sure he gets that money? Jerry, who are you, who are you you're asking me? I think yes. I think I think uh, Floyd Mayweather does what he's been doing, um, what he always does, especially um, in, in his later fights. He takes it takes it for the distance. He he he'll, he'll uh, um, 
rack up the points and just take it the distance and, and go for the decision. Plain and simple. And take the All money right. and go home. Jeff, what do you, you think know, that I mean, says? I don't, I don't, if that happens, I, if that happens, what do you think that says about, you know, the boxers, the actual boxers that Floyd has fought and went the distance with? If he lets somebody coming in there from UFC go 12 rounds with him. I mean, I, I used to – I watched a lot of boxing growing up. I don't watch much now. I don't watch much UFC. But, uh, well, he's got an excuse. If he, if Floyd loses, he's got an excuse. He could say, hey, it wasn't a regular fight. And to me, I don't see what the great appeal is of a boxer against an MMA guy because to me it's like apples and oranges. You know what I'm saying? That they, they really shouldn't go against each other because they're very different disciplines. Um you know, but for some reason, it interests people. This goes back to, uh, I think you could, it might even go back further, when uh, Muhammad Ali had an exhibition against uh, a Japanese uh, wrestler, uh, Antonio Inoki, which supposedly was the inspiration for in Rocky III, his exhibition against Thunderlips played by Hulk Hogan. You know, I mean, to me, if, uh, you know, a boxer is going to take on a wrestler, an MMA guy, it should be for uh, for kicks, you know what I mean? Not 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 for real. Um, but uh, I mean, is is uh, McGregor possibly overrated? You know, maybe his talent is more at self promotion than actual uh, fighting. And I think also uh, he's gone up in weight class, which you know, I mean, it's not easy making weight. But you know, I've seen a lot of times when boxers move up in weight class. They keep moving up. Uh, they don't pack the punch they used to. So uh, that might be one of his issues. But, uh, you know, believe me, if there's a way to go to distance with him, Floyd will probably figure it out. Well, I'll tell you that as an MMA fighter, as an MMA fighter, McGregor is legit. He can fight uh, many different ways, and his cardio is pretty good. Now, the thing is, he's not good on the ground. As I mean, he's he's okay on the ground, but he can't go against a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. That's what happened with him and Nate Diaz in the first fight that they had. Nate choked him out because he took it to the ground. Nate's a master. I think he's a third-degree black belt, um, as well as a boxer, uh, a uh, Golden Gloves boxer, Nate Diaz was. And Nate Diaz just applied for a uh, boxing license in the state of Nevada as well. So, uh, but Nate Diaz has a history and a background in boxing, whereas he uh, fought in Golden Gloves and he had a, a very good record as a Golden Gloves boxer, um, which are the amateurs, uh, for those that don't know. So, McGregor, his, I can see his issue probably will be trying not to kick, seeing as though that's the reference you use, um, because... His his style is very similar to Floyd, which means this is going to be a terrible fight unless Floyd takes pop shots because they both fight uh, not to be hit. The difference is Floyd is way faster than Connor, um, and they're going to fight at a weight that Connor normally fights in the UFC, which is around 145, 155, something like that. Um, so it, I don't think it's gonna be a problem with him making weight because he's done it in the past. You know, I, I just think it's an issue of his skill. His skill is not at the same level as Connor. I mean, as, as Floyd, when it comes to boxing, it, it, it just isn't. And when it, uh, when you say it's a money grab or, or it's, it should be, you know, like a Tony Inoki versus Muhammad Ali. Well, uh, Muhammad Ali said in that event, uh, he got tired of taking some of those shots, so he hit him back for real. And there were a couple of other exhibition boxing matches where Muhammad Ali did the same thing. You know, it was, it was fun until, you know, people started to get hit for real. So uh, we'll see what happens with it. We shall see. Um, but let's go to this five minutes left in the show. The tourney's going on. 
And uh, the only upset so far, or real upset so far, in my opinion, has been SMU losing to USC. Now, I picked the Rams, the Rhode Island Rams, to beat uh, Creighton. I picked them to beat Creighton. So that wasn't an upset to me. That 11 beating that uh, 6 wasn't an upset to me. SMU, who had a 30-4 and record, loses to a team that had to play a play-in game. That was an upset to me because I had SMU at least going to the Sweet 16, if not the Final Four, um, or possibly going to the Final Four. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the tournament thus far? Round of two just started, and uh, it's West Virginia and the Irish. What are your thoughts, Jeff? You know, uh, I don't follow it too close. Uh, I'll tell you, I wish they really tried, did a better job of putting teams in the region close to where they're really located. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it, it cracks me up every year. I think the same thing because for, for many reasons, I mean, you know, it's tough enough for Kent State going, playing UCLA. They got to play them in California. I mean, come on. I know sometimes they can't do it because some parts of the country are more densely populated. I get that. But make an effort because one of the reasons, it makes it hard for a lot of fans to travel to these games on sh- on short notice, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't pay too much attention to it. But uh, I, I got to look at the bracket. But I'll tell you, if UCLA could play USC, that'd be a, a big-time game. Uh very interesting, and I'll tell you, it makes college basketball a little more interesting to a lot more people when uh, UCLA is relevant, and they became relevant very quickly, and they got a good recruiting class lined up for uh, uh, next year, so uh, the Bruins are back, and they they got very good chance of making the ch- Final Four. I think most people think that. Well, I'll tell you, you, may, you make a good point, because South Carolina was just playing in South Carolina, they won their game. First time South Carolina has advanced in the NCAA tournament in 44 years, and they're playing in South Carolina. And now they're playing Duke in, in, in Greensboro, I believe, in the second round. So that there is a very, very uh, home-centric type of atmosphere, and it'll be like a real home game or something like that. So you make a valid point when you say see them in the regions where they're normally from. One, that cuts down on on travel and stuff like that. But that also doesn't allow for uh, people on the East Coast to really see a UCLA. UCLA is pretty good, even without uh, Alonzo Ball. Even without him, they're pretty good. But with them, they're a legitimate threat. I believe they had the most wins in the school's history uh, this year or, or close to it in the regular season. It's something like that. Um, so UCLA is a real threat. USC, I didn't have USC making it out of the, uh, the play-in game, but they did, and then they upset a team, and now they have another shot at upsetting, um, I forget who they're playing. USC, uh, I think they're playing Duke. No, they're playing Florida. I forget who they're playing, but they are a legit team, like you said, Jeff. And Michigan State, even though they lost, they're a team of freshmen. Uh, the Michigan State, no, Michigan State won. Michigan State won. They're going to lose to Kansas. That's my bad. I think they're going to lose to Kansas. But they're a team of freshmen. Jerry, we got sixty seconds left. You get the last word. Uh, the last word is I haven't watched one one game of the NCAA bracket. Tournament, so I, I you, you're asking the wrong person. All right, well, give us the last word since I know the females are got about to play, and I know you're going to watch that. But give us the last word so we can get ready to go off the air. Tune in, 10 p.m. 10, 10 p.m. 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Sunday <laughs> morning, and that be the master plan. Uh, I'll be talking about the, um, I may be talking about the, uh, the brackets, not much, and I'll be talking about some NFL football. Guys moving around, uh, and and in anything else other than sport, uh, other than politics. 
I'll be talking about. Hey, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Sunday morning master plan. Hey, big announcement. I don't know if you told Jeff or not, but I find out sometime this week if I'm going to go work for the NFL next year, and then it's really okay. not going to be me on the show. But uh, I find out really soon. So okay. uh, with that being said, we might have another uh, Happy Days member. I like the way Jeff did it. We might have um, Chachi. I'm going to call him Chachi coming on the show <laughs> or starting a new show. And that's my buddy Paul uh, Nadowski. Uh, he's come on the show before, and uh, he reached out to me, and he says he wants to do uh, whatever type of show I want him to do. And I told him, if he knows more about politics, do the politics. If he knows more about sports, do sports. I'm not going to be mad at him. If he wants to get involved with the family, he can be in the family, as long as he don't run off with Joni. That's the only thing, because Joni loves Chachi, did not last long on TV. Um but uh, the, the point is, we might be adding somebody, and I might have to stay off the air for a, a whole year football season um, because of a, a, a great opportunity I have to uh, work with Roger Goodell in New York. And I get to see you guys. And if I do get the job, I'm going to get you guys in at the draft, wherever it's going to be at next year, if I get the job. So we'll see what happens. With that being said, catch my guys, uh, Jeff and Jerry. I don't know if Black comes on from time to time, but Jeff and Jerry, Thursday nights, 8 p.m., as they do the FSP Cruise Show uh, at, uh, what is it, 7 p.m.? Thursday no, night, 8 p.m. Thursday night, 8 p.m., Eastern Standard. Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. You got this show at 1 p.m. on Saturdays, and you've got uh, the master plan on Sundays at 10 a.m. We don't know what Paul's show is going to be, but we're we're discussing it now. We're in negotiations to discuss that right now. But uh, I want to thank my guys, as usual, for holding this thing together. You guys know we're going on almost nine years. Really? You know that? Almost. Wow. Almost, almost wow. a decade, nine years of wow. us, you know, working together or us doing the show or, or the show being around and started out with me and a couple other people. Then Jeff joined on um, and then you, Jerry and Black and, you know, we've had people come and go, but almost nine years of us being uh, a family of sorts. So I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Wow, y'all can y'all can say that's, anything you want at this point. I'm about to that's, go that's, there. That's, go I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm saying, wow, that's amazing. I I didn't realize it was that long, but uh, uh, got together and who said it wouldn't last? <laughs> there you go. Who said it wouldn't last? Whatever. I was doing the Janet Jackson. You oh know, God. Love, love will never do without you. That's the song. Anyway. Oh boy. Getting sentimental now. Yeah. What's what's wrong with that? I love my people. And since I can't talk politics, and and once I get the job, Jerry, I'm going political. <laughs> uh, oh, I got after Lent. Oh my gosh, I have so much to talk about. So much to talk about. <laughs> oh, you don't know how it's killing me, bro. You don't know how it's killing me. That as soon as Lent came, soon as Lent came, all this stuff start coming out, and I can't talk about it. But it is what it is. I'm gonna remember a lot of this stuff. When uh, Lent is over 40 days are almost up <sighs> Alright I gotta get out of here So Jeff, thanks for jumping on um, And being a part of the show today Jerry, thanks yep. for coming in No and, problem uh, you, you guys are my people So I'm gonna leave it up to you to kick us out of here, Jerry Alright From Jeff and, and, and Jerry Two J's Who hold down the FSP crew, crew show On Thursday night and Vic sporadically comes in on a Saturday. You want to talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got your little views, you know I got mine. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We're talking fantasy, sports, and policy.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.